Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Hembo. Evan Cohen in for Greeny today. Normally, you can hear me with Chris Canty and Michelle Smallman, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, here on ESPN Radio. All right, we've had breaking news here today. The Panthers have fired their head coach, Frank Reich, after a 1-10 and start to the season. Let's see if we can point out, Hembo, for a second, the most interesting fact around this decision, right? Because you're looking at this and you think, he's the first coach to be fired in back-to-back seasons as a head coach. He's the first coach in that per, uh, stats and information here at ESPN. He's the first coach to be fired back-to-back seasons in season. We've had three years in a row, Urban Meyer, Jacksonville, Nathaniel Hackett, Denver, Frank Reich now in Carolina, where a coach in his first year with that team has been fired in season. We've also now had David Tepper, the owner of the team, fire a head coach in season three different times, and he took over in 2019? 2018 was his first 2018. year. He's done so, it th- uh, three times in the last five seasons. Ron Rivera now with Washington, Matt Rule, now with Nebraska, and Frank Reich, probably now with the Jaguars' assistant coaching staff next year. I mean, or somewhere, right? So he's done that three different times. The most interesting fact associated with this move today is what? I think the very last one that you said, and that is because it is so illustrative of where the Panthers are as an organization. They are just acting at the whim of their owner, and that is a terrible place to be if you're a fan of that team, because the most stable organizations in all of sports, the most successful organizations in all of sports do nothing like this. The Panthers have now had three coaches in the last two years, which is as many as the Steelers have had since 1969. Not only are they doing this quarterback, excuse me, this coaching carousel musical chairs act, they probably got the wrong quarterback too. And they moved heaven and earth to get Bryce Young. This team had the ninth pick in the draft last year. They weren't that bad, actually. Steve Wilkes, who was their interim coach last year, finished the year 6-6. Six and six. Some Panthers fans this morning are probably wondering, why didn't they just keep that guy? At least they played hard and they won for him. We'll table that conversation for a later date. It's very difficult to watch C.J. Shroud shredded up in Houston right now. Watch Bryce Young stink in Carolina right now, especially given the fact that Frank Reich is now on the street and not feel awful about your place in the Cosmos if you're a fan of that team. Well, I, I, want, I do want to go to the interim coach thing for a second. Oh, because, do it. Yeah, because I, I don't Cam is fascinated by something with this. I don't think you should ever hire the interim coach long term. And here's why. I think players are working under false pretenses when you have an interim coach. Because what you're actually doing is playing hard – because the guy you don't want is there, to be there is no longer there. I don't believe, that, and that's not to take anything away from Steve Wilkes or to take anything away from what we've seen with Antonio Pierce or Chris Saber is going to be the head coach now with the, with the Panthers. Interim coach bump. I assume that they will cover this week, if not win, their next game, whenever it is. <laughs> that it just happens that way. And I think that if you think about when you're playing for an interim coach, You're celebrating and efforting based on the fact that you are just pleased that the person is no longer there, Mm. not that the person is there. And I don't, and it's, you see your mortality in a way that you probably should see every day of the week playing football or with any job, but you feel like the pressure is on in a way that is not necessarily scalable to when you have a full-time head coach. So I think that's a very fair and reasoned argument. My question to you though would be, Okay, so last year, Steve Wilkes goes 6-6 six and six in the interim role. They decide not him. 
Mm-hmm. How can you get this decision, in this case Frank Reich, so impossibly wrong that you have to move on from him after 12 games? Like that's, that's what I have to wrap my head around. It's not as if they went from Steve Wilkes to D'Amico Ryans or someone wildly successful in year one, Shane Steichen. They went to someone who couldn't even finish year one, like he was Urban Meyer. Like we're talking about, like, like he was Nathaniel Hackett. I also have uh, four names for Evan I like to throw out there yeah. to counteract your interim thing. Mm-hmm. Let me throw out this name first. Marty Schottenheimer. Interim with Cleveland. Okay, what year was that? I don't know. That was in the 80s? Whenever he was in Cleveland. Interim, <laughs> made the playoffs three straight years. Okay. Jason Garrett, interim coach. Was he successful in Dallas? You're, I don't know how to answer that question. It, Jason Garrett was certainly not an embarrassment by any stretch of imagination. Jason Garrett certainly won more games than he did not win. But Jason Garrett also was not somebody that I think that, that Cowboys fans right now, in any kind of level of frustration towards Mike McCarthy, which I think would be absurd – are clamoring, we, we have to have him back. So I would say not to the level that you want to be, no. Third name, Jeff Fisher. Interim with the Oilers, brought that team to the Super Bowl. Yeah, with what, seven and nine at all times? So those Je- were Jeff Fisher you want to use as a – I'm, Fis- I'm just – these are pretty good. These are exa- – all right, I got one more for yeah. you. So far I'm winning. Go ahead. You're, you're not winning because these are three – these are teams that they brought all their teams to the playoffs, which I think is the goal. Right. Marv Levy. That's a good one. Interim. There's the one. There you go. That's the one. You lost. Sad. <laughs> that's the, that's the, that is the one. Put right? it on the Google Doc. Marv Levy is the one that I would look at and I would say, okay, there's a good example of an interim coach gone right. And yeah. maybe it's because other people around the league believe my thought process and thus don't give the interim coach the shot. Like, I think Antonio Pierce is going to get a shot with the Raiders. And I think it's totally fine that he gets a shot with the Raiders. I have no beef with that at all. I'm just saying the level of intensity that they would have initially right off the bat, they are playing hard for not Josh McDaniels as much as they're playing hard for Antonio Pierce. Yeah, his campaign slogan is, I'm not him, the guy, the other guy. Yeah, I, yeah I, we've I get seen that. that work. Fair enough. Regardless <laughs> of, regardless of, the, <laughs> regardless of the, the interim status, regardless of the interim conversation, I don't think there's any question that Frank Reich was hired in large part because David Tepper saw his body of work developing quarterbacks, and I think perhaps none better than Nick Foles in Philadelphia in 2017, and previously Carson Wentz that year before he got hurt, who might have been the MVP, and said, I've identified you as the person that can develop Bryce Young. How the fact that we got to the end of November and he has already proven that he can't be that guy to the coach, has I he, think is astonishing. Has he proven that he can't be the guy or does the owner is not going to give him that opportunity? I don't know the, the answer to that question, yeah. but the owner is already there. Yep. That's what's astonishing to me. And it would make me feel awful if I were a fan of that team because I have seen Frank Reich figured it out, uh, figure it out to at least some extent with other quarterbacks, theoretically much less talented quarterbacks. No, make no mistake about it. Like the future of Carolina if they can dig themselves out of it, it's going to be because whoever replaces Frank Reich can figure something out with Bryce Young the same way that Sean McVay figured something out that Jeff Fisher could not in, uh, with the Rams, right? That was like the whole thing there. Jared Goff looked like a bus in year one. Can they figure that out? Can they find that guy? Jeff Fisher, great interim. Sean McVay, <laughs> Sean McVay is like a coaching savant in my opinion, and you're not getting anyone close to that good in Carolina. This is Greeny coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen, in for Greeny today. Well, uh, certainly the game that we've been discussing the most from yesterday, the Eagles beat the Bills 37-34 in overtime. This squarely puts Jalen Hurts, I think, in the lead for the MVP conversation. And dare I say, as a Tom Brady lover like I am, dare I say that Jalen Hurts gave me the same feeling 
that Brady gave me for 20 years. In no way, shape, or form am I saying he's the same player. But understand the feeling that I'm going to now discuss, which is that guy is in that situation, and I expect it to work out. Mm. That he is down points late. I expect them to drive down and kick a game-tying field goal. They did. 59, 60 yards, but they did. Oh, he has the ball now second in overtime after a miscommunication between Josh Allen and Gabe Davis that results in just a field goal. What do I expect him to do? I expect him to score. Oh, they're calling his number now and that it's going to be less passing and more him running despite the injuries he's had. And he has double-digit touchdowns yet again, I believe the third straight year on the ground for Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts. I expect him to find a way, just like I do with Mahomes, just like I always did with Brady. Jalen Hurts, to me, has graduated into that category of in that situation, he's going to figure it out. Yeah, he is the Jalen Hurts is the best fog of war quarterback in the NFL. When something is going wrong, when my team is trailing, when my offensive line doesn't win, I still trust Jalen Hurts to make the right play in the right time. I think that's what was pretty clearly on display yesterday. I'm watching Josh Allen make like rip ridiculous throws in a driving rain in Philadelphia and show the kind of arm talent, the kind of physical attributes that very few quarterbacks have ever had. But I watched Jalen Hurts win the chess match in the second half and overtime by deducing exactly what he needed to do, play for play, in order to give his team a chance to win the game, and inevitably, like they've done 27 of the last 29 times in the regular season, they have. Right now, he is $1.50. He's plus 150 to win the MVP at, at, uh, at ESPN Bet. No one else has odds that are shorter than 40 to 1. Excuse me, than, uh, than 4 to 1. He's, he is... I don't think he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. At least I don't think that's obvious. What is obvious is that he is the answer to the question, who do I want with the ball in his hands in a drive that I absolutely have to have, and he demonstrated that perfectly yesterday. Wait, he's first or second for you in that? Well, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is always first. Right, okay. Just always sure. first in Just everything. Sure. Just but sure. right now, Jalen Hurts has the best odds to win the MVP, and right now, Jalen Hurts' team is playing as well as any in the league because of him. Like yep. he does. Like I think the Brady comparison is obviously far too premature. The, and you're the not Brady equating. is a feeling. Yes, a feeling. yeah. You're not equating. You're comparing, and I can respect that because Jalen Hurts provides you that. Oh, I need this thing, and then I can go get you this thing. Very few quarterbacks have been able to sort of artfully de- de- deduce in the moment, like, okay, in this moment. This is the thing that my team needs me to do to make this play against this coverage, given time and score. That is where he has lapped Josh Allen. That is where he has lapped most quarterbacks, is that between the ears, that guy is wise beyond his ears. And for me, with Josh Allen, it's the complete opposite. I expect in those moments he is going to find a way to give the ball to the other team. Now, the Eagles, see, this is an interesting spin on this because people have gone somewhat negative despite the the record and the win streak and the the level of competition that they're destroying now Mm -hmm. or beating. The Eagles have trailed at halftime. Their, four, their last four games. Yeah. They've won all of them, right? It's the longest streak in a single season that they've had their four-team in league history to accomplish this feat, right? Did I get that right? Or yes, no? that's okay. right. Uh, that's per stats and info. want to make sure. That's not per me. Uh, Rex Ryan, ESPN NFL analyst, had this to say about the Eagles on Get Up, 8 a.m. Eastern time on ESPN. They have that championship medal. That's what they do. They prove it time and time again. They've been 10 and 1, by the way, two years in a row. Yeah. A hell of a football coach and a heck of a quarterback. All right. Yeah, you have to. But I look at it this way they're not getting any knockouts. So when you judge teams, you want to knock teams out, all right? It's like a boxer that all he does is he wins by decision. They keep winning by decision. Mm. And I'm wondering. If there's other teams that have closed the gap and they feel like, mm. hey, you know what? We got that knockout. 
Okay, that is obviously interesting, and it's a good way of looking at it, or an interesting way of looking at it, obviously, by uh, Coach Ryan, Rex Ryan there. But as long as you're getting the decision every time out, does it really matter as long as you're getting the wins? Yeah, I think the answer is actually yes. I agree with, despite the fact that I am a Philly fan, I actually agree with Coach more than you might think. The Eagles are 10-1 and and have been outscored in the first half this season. The Eagles are minus four in the first half. They're plus 68 after halftime. Do you know what that isn't? It isn't a strategy, all right? What the Eagles are doing is playing with fire. The best way to determine how good a team actually is in terms of a predictive quality is its scoring margin. And the Eagles are seventh in the NFL in that. Now, I could easily make the argument that a team not playing close to their best and still finding ways to win is a very good attribute. It might be the best attribute. But you know who's favored next week in Philadelphia? It's not the Eagles. The San Francisco 49ers are a two-and-a-half point favorite in that game in Vegas, and FPI thinks the same thing. I think the same thing, too. I think the 49ers should be favored. The 49ers are going to move the ball more. (laughs) They're going to gain more yards in that game. (laughs) And the Eagles are going to find a way to score more points because that's how these things are going. However, I don't want us to to put the the fact that the Eagles are, are... basically asked to overcome a halftime deficit every game and still win as a strategy. It is not. They're winning in spite of those things, not because of those things. Over the last 30 years, who's the best boxer? Let's take the literal example. The best boxer is Floyd Mayweather. Okay. Floyd Mayweather has performed and fought in 50 fights. He's won 27 by knockout, 23 by decision. Mm-hmm. Floyd Mayweather is literally what the Philadelphia Eagles it's are a good by, comp. by the assessment of Rex Ryan. It's a good comp. So you can become the greatest ever and we're just talking about in-ring stuff, not the off-the-field or off outside-of-the-ring stuff. We're just talking about the actual science, the boxing, the matches that he has performed and fought in. 27 knockouts, 23 decisions. That he basically is split between when he is knocking a guy out and when it is up to a decision, but he wins literally all of them. Yeah. So this is my problem with the Eagles because simultaneously I can say, not the Eagles, it's a critique of the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Simultaneously I can say we are getting to a point of being ridiculous in how we critique them, and me also reiterate what I have said now for the better part of the last two weeks. The San Francisco 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I truly believe that they are going to win the Super Bowl, but what the Eagles have done, I don't know that there has ever been a stretch of football, ever, and you could figure this, well, I don't even know how you would figure this out because it's more of an opinion-based thing. The, the Eagles are facing five, I think they have five games in a row against legit Super Bowl contenders, and six games in a row against playoff teams this late in the season. The schedule does them absolutely no favor. So but not, they're winning those games. By the way, so the Eagles get their bye, and they play the Chiefs, who, by the way, are also coming off of their bye. So then the Eagles then have to play the Bills on a short week because the Chiefs game was on a Monday. Next week, they get the 49ers, who played on Thanksgiving, so the 49ers have a rest advantage. And the next week, they play the Cowboys, who play this Thursday, who also have a rest advantage. If the Eagles can find a way to go 4-0 in the stretch... I think we should just build a statue for Nick Sirianni right now. Right now. Maybe. Build a, the statue. Maybe a little bit. I strong. think that's a little early. Do, do you agree with me that if the Eagles no, can No, they fi- should not build a statue for If the him. Eagles can find a way to go 4-0, <laughs> given the context of their schedule, that we should absolutely say they're the clear favorite over San Francisco? Then? They win the in-season tournament. That's what they, they get to play in Vegas. They win the in-season tournament. It's what happens for the Philadelphia Eagles. It would be made. How about this? For a non-undefeated team, it may be the most impressive four-game stretch in our lifetime in the NFL. That's that, okay, fair enough. I, I like that. We'll, we'll, we'll eschew the statue for now, right? Oh, that's nice of you. And, and just make this a regular season thing. It's about as impressive a stretch as you could ever possibly imagine. Coming up, the bravest person on earth. We explain next. It's Greeny on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen, in for Greeny today at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Dr. Pepper, call in line. If you missed any of our show today, you can go back on the ESPN app or wherever podcasts are found and listen to them. A lot of conversation about the move in Carolina, the Carolina Panthers firing their head coach, Frank Reich, and you're one with the Carolina Panthers, one in 10 so far this year. Season time now for a little real versus fake. We'll do a round of it. Brought to you by Real Christmas Trees. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees at Lowe's or wherever real Christmas trees are sold. A reminder, when you buy those fake ones, two things happen. They are worse for the American Christmas tree farmer because they will lose jobs as a result, and they are actually worse for the environment. So make sure you actually do things right, which is get those real experiences with those real Christmas trees on Christmas Keep the farmers employed and keep the environment safe. For more information, visit getrealkeepitreal.com. That's getrealkeepitreal.com for more information. All right, Cam, real versus fake for Hembo and I. Real versus fake, and we're focusing on some overreactions. So, Hembo, I'll start with you. We'll pick up right where we left off. Real versus fake, Jalen Hurts will win the MVP award this season. That's real. So long as he doesn't miss any more time or any time with that knee injury that seems to be like a week-to-week thing at this point. I don't see a clear path for anybody else. He's got the best uh, the best odds right now at ESPN Bet by a pretty good margin. His team is very likely to get the one seed. This is also kind of a narrative-driven thing, and I think there's a lot of public sentiment behind him from the writers, from the voters, and from the public in general. So I think it's very real that Jalen Hurts is going to win the MVP, Evan. I think it's real, too. Let's talk about who else could fight him off, though. Lamar Jackson potentially could fight him off. Lamar hasn't had this, like, dominant statistical season, 
But if the stats are close and they have the one seed in the AFC, that becomes a real option. Of course, Patrick Mahomes could potentially fight him off because he's Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Could Brock Purdy potentially fight him off? If Brock Purdy goes head-to-head with him this week, outplays him, and San Francisco somehow finishes with the number one seed in the NFC? Maybe so. I've seen a lot of people say that, hey, maybe this is the year for the non-quarterback to win it. Well, there was a huge injury yesterday that not a lot of people are talking about because of of that game between Philadelphia and Buffalo, as well as the firing of Frank Reich and all the college football, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Auburn that we had. And we're the people that are not talking about it. As I say, people aren't talking about it. Um, That would be Miles Garrett left the game with the Browns with the sling. Mm -hmm. Now, that guy could have two broken arms and two broken legs, and I would still think he may play and wreak havoc. But I'm going to say real right now with Jalen Hurts. Bubba, real quick, do you think that Dak Prescott could find his way in this conversation if yeah. if they somehow, some way, beat Philly and secure the one seed or not? Like, do you think what has to happen for Dak to get this? Well, I think if they got the one seed, yeah, I think they, they he could be in there. But if, he, if they don't have the one seed, I don't think there's anywhere. Got it. Why are we going to Bubba with Herm Edwards sitting right next to him eating a soup? Herm <laughs> Edwards isn't enjoying yeah, his soup. It, it, yeah, he's, he's just listening. He's eating soup. He's, don't worry Only about it. Only at ESPN. Him. Only at ESPN. <laughs> By the way, can I just comment? Her, Herm's jacket is phenomenal. Yeah, very Herm fly. is wearing a great like black jacket with a little fur on the top. Beautiful looking jacket there by Herm. Edwards. He's trying to eat some soup. Would you leave him alone? <laughs> he looks like an Instagram ad. <laughs> All right, real versus fake. Hembo, you know we love this. We're gonna play the schedule game with the Jags. Mm. They've got the Bengals. They've got the Browns. Tough game against the Ravens, and then Bucks, Panthers, Titans to finish the season. They're eight and three right now. Evan, real versus fake. The Jags are gonna be the number one seed in the AFC. No, that's fake. I mean, like the Christmas trees, you should not buy. Here's the thing. I'm in. I, I'm supportive of the Jags. I think they could make a run. But the idea of them being the number one seed is just hard to imagine considering how good Baltimore is right now. Obviously, Kansas City in the, in the mix as well. I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to say fake. They're, every game. You're talking Bal- yourself into it. Every game but Baltimore, you would pick them right now to win. Right? I mean, you probably would, but I still think that we have to go back to at least this early in the season, like until like the very, very, very end, if you're not the best team and we don't think that you're even that close to being the best team, we shouldn't pick you to be the one seed. I still think it's much likelier that Kansas City and Baltimore and maybe even Miami wind up as the one seed over Jacksonville. I really do. Uh, what kind of soup do you think Herm is eating, if you had to guess? I'm going to go mm, chicken noodle. It's probably so, the easiest some, to get at a cafeteria. I would think so. Or Def- like a tomato something soup? With, definitely something with meat. He said it was a cauliflower soup. That is an upset. It smells good, and he says it tastes good. That is so, an upset. Big cauliflower win. soup yeah. tastes good? Big he win for him today. It smells good. Wow. All right. Okay. Real versus fake. The Packers, Hembo, need to sign Jordan Love to a real contract extension this offseason. Uh, that's real, but it's real if and only if Jordan Love is willing to sign a team-friendly extension. I, I think we've seen real growth from him over the last month. He, he thrives when they can scheme up play action and down the field. He was really impressive on Thanksgiving. I-, I like what I've seen from him and that offense. I think he and Matt LaFleur are starting to figure it out on the fly. But he's also been the, the most inaccurate quarterback in the whole sport this year. There's still a long way for him to go until we can consider him anything close to being a sure thing. So if he's willing to sign a, a team-friendly extension, which by quarterback standards is still going to be $30 million a year at least, I think it's worth doing. I think he's shown enough to do that, but by no means am I going to pay him market value. If I could get him on a contract extension for three years or more with a number that starts with two, I'm doing it in two seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. When it starts with three, 
I probably want two years. I, and I probably want to scrap next year. I actually am willing to add money on the cap, mm-hmm. and I want my two years to be the next two years if I'm going on a higher number versus two years out, even if I have one low number now, because of the fact that I want to know that he's definitely good, and I don't want to have the money in my books long term. So on a not. scale of one to ten, one being I don't know at all, ten being I know for sure, how, to what extent do you know that he is the right guy to lead that team into the future? Six. It's, and that's not a knock on him. Here's the thing, and I've had this debate with many people. Is he a first-year quarterback or a fourth-year quarterback? Yes. Uh, right. This is the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. See, every ex-player I've asked, including Chris Canty, and Herm will probably tell you this as an ex-player and coach, no, no, this is a fourth-year player. Yeah. But as a first-year starter, like I, I look at him and I say, I don't worry about team record. I worry about progression from Game 1 to Game 17. Ironically, team record may be the same in Jordan Love's first year as a starter for the Packers as it was in Aaron Rodgers last year for the Packers, 8-9. and nine. It's not great and maybe better. But, yeah, I would want him. I, by the way, here's another thing. Brian Gutenkunst, general manager, Green Bay Packers, much better general manager than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers as a GM is horrific. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett is a, the worst offensive coach in the NFL. I would take... Matt Patricia calling my plays, Frank Wright calling my plays, Matt Canada calling my plays over Nathaniel Hackett. Okay? That's number one. Number two, Alan Lazard on Friday in a game against the Miami Dolphins was a healthy scratch. Randall Cobb, you don't even know, is there. Tim Boyle was the starting quarterback that Rodgers brought in. Clearly not very good. And I believe they kept Zach Wilson playing longer because of the fact that this guy, Aaron Rodgers, wanted him to be the guy. Aaron Rodgers versus Brian Gutekunst was a huge thing last year. Aaron Rodgers, horrible GM. I may take Ryan. Nah, I wouldn't take Ryan Grigson, the former <laughs> Colts GM, over him. But that's how bad of a GM he is. Next one, real versus fake. All right. Winners of five in a row, Evan. Real versus fake. The Broncos will make the playoffs. Well, Cam, you're talking to somebody who before the season was laughed at here on ESPN Radio and on Sportsmanlike, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, because I said that by the time the season ended, Russell Wilson would finish in the top three for MVP. Okay? That is not going to happen. But you also can't really laugh at me that much anymore. I'm going to make this statement. Russell Wilson, coachable. He's a coachable football player. He has done what he has been asked to do. That what they have done this year is not your typical let Russ cook. As Michelle Smallman said today on Unsportsmanlike, it's more of let Russ simmer because he's just not (laughs) turning the ball over. They've won five games in a row. He is part of the reason they have done that. He has 20 touchdowns and four interceptions, if I'm not mistaken. I have said repeatedly, I believe when the season ends, he will lead the league in touchdown to interception ratio. You know what? Why not? He does right now. And, and right, and he's going to five continue to, one. to do it. Right now he's, five, he's at 5-1. to one. Um, let yeah, the, They're going to go in. They're going to they're make the playoffs. Let the Bronco buck. Okay, I'm going to say that they're going to miss the playoffs, Cam. And I'm going to say that they're going to miss the playoffs because the Indianapolis Colts are going to make it. I placed a bet on the Colts to make the playoffs uh, entering this week. I think it'll be something like 2-1, to one, if, if memory serves, uh, their odds to make the playoffs. They beat Tampa. They're now 6-5, and five, and they have the fourth easiest remaining schedule in the league. Very quietly, the Colts have a top-10 defense, and very quietly... Sugar Shane Steichen is figuring things out with Gardner Minshew, and Jonathan Taylor looks like Jonathan Taylor. That is the best team in the NFL that we never talk about. I'm going to take Indy over Denver to make the playoffs here down the stretch. General rule. If you don't have your starting quarterback, 
and you make the playoffs, that coach should automatically be in consideration for coach of the year. Absolutely. Shane Steichen is not going to win coach of the year most, most likely. But if they somehow find a way into the postseason, maybe he would have a shot. Mike Tomlin's going to be in the mix, but Mike Tomlin should be in the mix every year. I actually think Kevin Stefanski with Cleveland's going to be in the mix. Same reasoning there. Kevin no O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell, same yeah, reasoning. He's done a good job in Minnesota. But all of this is the same reasoning. We're talking about head coaches potentially reaching the playoffs without their full-time starting quarterback. Yeah. Next one. All right. Last one for real versus fake, Hembo. The Patriots will draft another first-round quarterback next season. That's real. So I'm looking at the uh, updated draft order on tankathon.com. The Patriots right now sit third behind Chicago, who has Carolina's pick, as we've discussed, and Arizona. I don't know if there's going to be a... I mean, no, neither Caleb Williams or Drake May is going to fall to the number third pick. The top three picks in the draft, in some order, are going to be Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, we're talking about an absolutely great year to stink. Part of me wishes and wonders if Bill Belichick, with that kind of quarterback, a quarterback with that kind of talent, could be akin to Greg Popovich sticking around to have a shot at Victor Wembanyama. To me, I think that's a really, really good comp. But everything that I'm hearing, all the, tea, all the tea leaves that I'm reading, I think Bill Belichick is probably done as their head coach there. As a Patriots fan, what do you want? Do you want Bill Belichick to be your coach next year? Uh, yes. Abso- you do? Absolutely. You do? Absolutely, for the exact reason you said. Now, granted, um, Teddy Bruschi was in the um, coffee break room with us a couple of weeks ago, and he said he turned to both of us as a joke. And said, watch them take the tight end out of Georgia if they get the first pick, <laughs> Brock Bowers. Which, to, of course, me, just loving Belichick, I said, you know, I'd be into that, actually. He is really good, Brock Bowers. He's really good. Yeah. One overall, maybe not. I got laughed at years ago. Mike Tannenbaum and I, ESPN uh, front office insider, got into a brawl over the fact that I said that the San Francisco 49ers at three overall should have taken Kyle Pitts. You guys got into a Physically? brawl? A brawl is a strong word. I think I could take Mr. T, don't you? You said you got into one. Yeah, this doesn't have to be a hypothetical with the way that you You literally said you brawled Mike Tannenbaum. Yeah. Is it a verbal brawl? Because that's pretty That's more of a spat. Maybe maybe uh, an exaggeration. Yeah, who was the winner? No, but an exaggeration would be like a scuffle. Like, did you guys actually touch? No, there was no touching. You guys didn't touch. You and Mike T never never touched. You made it sound like you punched him in the face. (laughs) Well, that not Hard. with not with no. that argument. That was with a different argument, as a matter of fact. <laughs> you said brawl. What am I to expect? Yeah, no, it wasn't that. So Mike Tannenbaum and I had a disagreement because I thought that they should have taken Kyle Pitts three overall mm-hmm. to have George Kittle and Kyle Pitts together Man. with Ayuk and Debo and Yushchek and McCaffrey. Now, while I wasn't right, I also now playing the results was not wrong because it's not like Trey Lance worked out for them anyway. Um, so what I would like is exactly what you said. Mm. Because I do look at Bill Belichick as the coach of the New England Patriots for the last 24 years. Not just the, or whatever it was. But not just the last four years. I think a lot of people are separating his tenure and only looking at him over a four-year span. So when you look at him over a four-year span, he does not, in any, if you apply his four years to any other team with any other name as the head coach, they would no longer continue as the head coach. They would not get a fifth year in today's NFL world, obviously, that we live in. But I can't do that. I can't separate from that. All my mind goes to is, wow, what would Caleb Williams or Drake May look like if Josh McDaniels was back as offensive coordinator? If Bill O'Brien is probably going to get a college job or maybe go somewhere else after this year or even stay. I don't care. Have him stay. Like, 
what if they go and they try to get some of their personnel guys back, like John Robinson, who's no longer with the, the Tennessee Titans, or Scott Peel? This is where my mind goes, because I am going to forever be convinced, not that they can find another Brady, because there will never be another Brady, but that this group, if done right, can do it again. And I know that most people think I am absolutely nuts, but you brought it up, not me, which I appreciate you bringing up, mm. because I go to that place. Now, we know that Dan Orlovsky on the Pat McAfee show, weekdays noon to 3 on ESPN television, threw out the idea that maybe, hypothetically, Belichick already has his next destination lined up. Well, give the Greg Hill show credit on WEEI in Boston, because they asked Belichick about that today. Bill, there have been a lot of headlines surrounding your future with the organization and even some national media members, Dan Orlovsky being one of them, saying that you already have another destination set in place for next season. Do you have any comments on that? I'm sure it's it's annoying to hear your name in headlines when it comes to you specific while you're focused on this team. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Can you ever imagine yourself coaching anywhere else? Just trying to do the best job I can right now. Obviously, need to do better. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, that was great. Okay, the best thing about that bite, obviously, is the amount of is the eternity that elapses from the end of yeah, her question to the start of his answer. That was the longest five seconds in the history of radio. I feel like that drop of "Yeah, that's ridiculous" should absolutely be played every single time that Hembo asks his sneaky trivia. All right, my question for you today. Wait, no, I'm not there yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I jump you again? You did jump me. You did. We may have a brawl like Tannenbaum and I. <laughs> but you know what? You can get me a gift because if you're still looking for amazing gifts at Total Wine and More, you'll find gifts for everyone on your list with the lowest prices. For over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine and More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Now you can give me your trivia. Question today is this. Which quarterback drafted number one overall lost the most games in his rookie season? Yeah, that's ridiculous. (laughs) We will get the answer to that. Ask it again if you could. Which quarterback drafted number one overall lost the most games in his rookie season. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Coming up next, sneaky Hembo trivia answer. I think I know it. It's ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. It's Greeny. On ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Hembo, Evan Cohen from Unsportsmanlike, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern. In for Granny today, we're going to get the sneaky Hembo trivia in just a couple of seconds here. And, of course, those are always real facts and information, right? It's real. It's not fake. Like the Christmas trees you should buy this holiday season. Get real. Keep it real this holiday season. Buy real Christmas trees. See, a lot of people don't realize this. That when you buy the real Christmas tree, you're doing two huge things. Number one, you're saving the American Christmas tree farmer because they're keeping their jobs as a result of you buying the real trees. Number two, you're saving the environment. It is better for the environment to buy the real trees versus the fake trees. So you're getting better prices, saving the environment, and saving the Christmas tree farmers. You sure you ever want to buy a fake one again? I didn't think so. For every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved, and so are Americans' farmers' jobs, plus buying real Christmas trees helps keep those real holiday memories alive with that smell, that touch of that real Christmas tree. Buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online at GetRealKeepItReal.com. Okay, and how are your trivia skills? This is Sneaky Himbo Trivia. Regular sneaky or extra sneaky? Yeah, that's ridiculous. All right, Hembo. Which quarterback drafted number one overall, lost the most games in his rookie season? So there's clearly a reason you're asking this question. My assumption is the reason that you're asking this question is because of a one-win team in the past would then lose 15 games. A one-win team this year would lose 16 games, hence the thought process of maybe Bryce Young setting that record. I don't believe there was anybody that went 0-16 as a first-year quarterback number one overall. I have my guess, but who wants to go first? I have mine as well. I believe it is Peyton Manning. Okay, that would be the interception record, not the losses, I believe. But go ahead, uh, Bubba. <laughs> yeah, my first thought was David Carr, um, but I'm going to go with Tim Couch. Okay, I actually think it's Bubba's quarterback. I think it's Troy Aikman, who you'll see tonight on Monday Night Football. Ah, yeah, he did go. That's that's. Yep, I think that's. Uh, actually- can I change my answer? No, <laughs> no, you cannot change your answer. I'm kidding. Now I'm that kidding. You said that, that actually does. I'm make, kidding. Yeah. So we have one for Peyton Manning. One for Tim Couch. Three for Troy Aikman. And one for Troy Aikman. Do I have that right? That's correct. The correct answer is Trevor Lawrence. Wow. The correct answer is Trevor Lawrence, who went three and fourteen just two years ago. What? Wait, what? Nobody won one game as a rookie? I said lost the most games. 
What happened in Troy Aikman's rookie year? Troy James? Aikman went zero uh, and eleven. Yeah, oh, okay. he didn't play the whole season. Like Steve Walsh started. That's my buddy, Steve Walsh. Yeah. It's a very close friend it- of mine. I should have known that. Yes, I should have known that. <laughs> I will text him now retroactively mad at him oh for, my. for being involved in those games. God! That was so satisfying. What was Tim Couch's record? Tim Couch, uh, in his rookie season, Bubba was 2-12. and 12. What, was, ah! what was Peyton? He was 3-13. and 13. Oh, I was so close. Was I right about the interceptions, though? Yes. yes. Manning, yeah, everyone, the knows that. everyone knows Did that you? one. You're going to hold that against me because I get yeah. one right? You don't have to I ask. Well, you, you like rubbed right? it in my face. You yeah. were like, oh, nice try, you bucko. Just you just self-righteously got a different quarterback wrong. Yeah. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I thought the Aikman answer had so many good tie-ins, right? There's the Bryce Young, Frank Reich fired, right? There's Bubba's a Cowboys fan. There's Aikman's going to be tonight on Monday Night Football with the Bears and the Vikings, right? So I'm like, what a perfect tie-in. You can't get caught up in the tie-in. That would have been. That's where they get. The that, tie-ins get you. That right. would have been obvious, Hembo. I got Rex today, too, on Get Up. I'm yeah. sure. On fire. Juiced up about that. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, you're right. Bad job by me. So time now to talk Monday Night Football, where Troy Aikman will be tonight. Brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. For protection on the road and on the water. See how much you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Bear Bears at Vikings. Vikings favored by three. It is in the Bears' best interest to lose. The problem is the head coach and the quarterback don't share that same interest as the Bears fans, of course, where you can hear all the Bears games on where where we are on right now, ESPN 1000 in Chicago. Um, I would take the Vikings minus three, but I'm not confident. Yeah, your tone of voice is kind of what's in my brain right now. Like, as I I smell this number. No, that's just me. I didn't. uh, So that's what that is. That's a smelly line. Three points? Like, if you were to ask me blindly what the line of this game should be, I would have said, I don't know, Vikings minus four and a half or five, right? Vikings minus three at home, given how well they've played with Josh Dobbs as their quarterback, given how lacking their defense is, aside from Brian Flores' aggression, given how bad Chicago has played this season. I don't know, man. That seems like a really smelly number. Three-fourths of the public is coming in on Minnesota, which does not surprise me at all. With this number, I would probably stay away. I would shop around, though, and see if you can get the Bears plus three and a half anywhere. If you can find a way to get the hook, that's what I would play. I'd play the Bears plus the three and a half, but I don't love this number at three. They, it feels to me like they know a little something that I don't. Here's the thing. I think we have to acknowledge the fact that in addition to that, that if you're thinking about the day-to-day on ESPN Chicago, okay, and you're thinking about Cap and Jay Hood, Carmen and Yurko, Waddle and Sylvie, Dahl and Black, and the entire crew there, Everybody's having the same conversation as to if they lose tonight. Is this Eberflus's last night mm. as Bears head coach? Yeah. They have a bye next week, and I don't like this as a reason why it's not. Well, they've never fired a coach in season. That doesn't mean they can't. That just means they never have, right? And so the idea that they never have and can't are two different things. So I am not ruling that out personally. Mm. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You think so, Bill? <laughs> coach, I mean, I'm sorry. You think so? Let's not forget how well Justin Fields did play, though, the last time he was on a football field. Against the Lions, he rushed for 100 yards in, a, in the same game in which he had a passer rating of 100 also. Like well, he, it's, he, it's in their best interest for him to improve to increase the value. You know, yeah, I agree with that. Um, right now they're scheduled to have the first pick, which is Carolina's, and the fourth pick, which is their own. But the conversations that we have of that kind on shows like these are very different than what's happening in any kind of front office or locker room. Like, that's not, that's not a thing yet. Like, we're still too early in the season for people to be having conversations about draft position. Like, it's, it's in the Bears' best interest for Justin Fields to play as well as possible. They're not, yes, but they're not a good example because they have Carolina's pick. 
So they don't have to worry about, like, they can still say, we can finish over 500 with the right. 500. We can finish with a winning record. Right. Of course. They're not going to, but they can still obviously operate in that path or on that path because of the fact that they have Carolina's pick. Because what, but what I'm saying is, like, the coaching staff doesn't think the same way that you are, that I am. Like, in the big picture, yeah, of course, there's, I don't know, a dozen teams in the NFL that it might behoove to lose games, but it's just, it's much too early in the season for that to be a central focus, in my opinion, and especially in their case, given the fact that they banked the Carolina pick. So if I'm a Bears fan, I want to see my team play as well as possible. I want to see the young players on my team develop, and I want to see Justin Fields show out so I can trade him for a second-round pick. Yeah, what's interesting is I wonder if that becomes a first-round pick at any point. And if he, meaning if Justin Fields continues to play really well, because I've thought about something, what happens hypothetically if one of these teams that we think needs a quarterback doesn't finish in the top two or doesn't finish in the top three? Mm -hmm. What I would consider doing then is maybe do you trade down and see if a team will trade up with you and give you an extra pick and then use that extra pick for a guy like Fields or, you know, whoever. Like, I I don't know that there's tons of quarterbacks that are going to be available that have any level of potential to be good now normally if the first rounder doesn't work out the first round quarterback on the second team doesn't work out yeah. either that's the problem here mm-hmm. fields could be intoxicating and then also you realize he'd be one of basically one to do something like yeah that. i mean ryan Tannehill is an exception i think to he some did extent not work out. i'm sorry he, did not he work definitely out. worked out in tennessee relative to expectation uh, he didn't uh, you know take them to a super bowl or anything well, yes because he came in as a backup Right. He was Marcus Mariota's yes. backup. So and to a lesser extent, that. a second-round pick, Geno Smith, had a good year in Seattle. But I think you're right. Like Generally speaking, if you don't work out in your first spot, that's all she wrote. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.